Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 261, covering Future's End, Part 2, and Warlord. Hi friends, we're still stuck in the 90s. The beautiful, Boy. beautiful 90s. Think oh, of them. Horrible, horrible 90s. All the, 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 the gack and... Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Power Rangers. Yeah, the Power Rangers. Really good Super Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Sega Genesis games. Also Neo Geo games and TurboGrafx-16 games. Don't forget your, your, uh, your Jaguar with its 800 buttons. Oh, yeah, the Jaguar. I did forget about that. Don't forget to ask Matt about video games from 1993 when he could name all of them. And don't forget to call Electronics Boutique in 1993 where our young Al is working and ask him when Street Fighter 3 is coming hey, out. Hey, Al, by the way, when is Street Fighter 3 coming out? Do you know? Um, Hang on. Let me go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think it's that. My my uncle who works at Nintendo said that, <laughs> that when it comes out, you're going to be able you're going to be able to. Um, um, they're gonna versus the Mortal Kombat guys. So um, when Street Fighter Three versus Mortal Kombat Four comes out, can you can you can you call me, please? Yes, I will call you. I do not have your number, but I will know your number because I know your famous uncle. Thanks, Mister. Also, <laughs> called me Mister. I was seventeen for Christ's also, sake. Also, my uncle who works at Nintendo. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing ever. Because I totally knew that kid. Everyone knew it- that kid. In fairness, I mean, we live in the part of the world near where Nintendo is. You may have known someone who was related to someone who worked at Nintendo. There was, um, like, there was actually a Nintendo building. I assume it was, like, a packing plant or something not super far from where I lived. And Uh we would drive past it occasionally. And when my dad was unemployed for, like, four months, I was like, Dad, you should work at Nintendo. Then I'll be that kid. Oh, God. He's like, I'm not doing that. I don't know anything about Nintendo other than that you should not play it as much as you do. Well, what was the alternative, really, in 1996? Watching Voyager? Yeah, exactly. That and going outside, which I refuse to do. I think I would take, in order, going outside, then playing Nintendo, then watching Voyager. But instead, we have to watch Voyager. I don't want to watch Voyager. Yeah, well, we have to. Even... We've got a lot more seasons ahead of us. Uh, we sure do. One, one more Quick thing, yeah. Uh, more news keeps coming out about the new uh, Trek series. Yep. First, we heard Brian Fuller's involved. Good sign. Yep. Then we heard Nick Meyer is involved. Good, good sign. sign. That's good. Now we hear that Rod Rodden Rod Rod Roddenberry mm-hmm. of the Rod Roddenberries. Uh, I'm really hungry. I'm really hungry for a nice bowl of uh, frosted Roddenberries right now. I don't know about you. Yeah, I got the uh, the special one off box of Oops All Roddenberries. <laughs> Uh, he's apparently involved, and and uh, Fuller released a statement saying, "Yeah, we want to get back to doing Gene Roddenberry style Star Trek." We talking so, about Gene's visionary vision? Yes, that is exactly what I'm. Oh, talking thank about. God, because I was worried that we were going to lose that in favor of you know good writing. Yeah, conflict of any kind yeah. or not ham-fisted uh, uh, social I commentary. I don't know if my dad would allow people to be mad at each other in his visionary vision. It seemed to me that. Yeah. The, I don't know, the picture of him, I'd never seen a picture of him before. He looks like he's going to fuck you up. (laughs) Hey, what are you putting in that Star Trek? You You better not be putting no conflict in there. You got a problem with my my father's visionary vision? You get over here, man. Yeah, that's what he he looks like. He looks like the guy, the split second on the episode of The Sopranos before he's got three guys surrounding you on the floor kicking you. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm just, what my, my point is, Voyager's going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Enterprise will probably be more of the same. And I really need that next show to not be terrible. Or the next, like, five years of our lives are just going to be terrible. We're going to so. crawl out of Voyager like Frank, or uh, like uh, Dana DeVito crawling out of a couch by the end of this. Yeah, but, but then we still got Enterprise, which was run by the same people, at least for the first time. No, that's seasons. what I'm saying. That'll be us at the end of all Star Trek, just like, bah! And, you know, right now it's like, okay, well, we had three good series and two probably not very good ones, but then maybe they're a good one after that. Yeah, but, that would be that would oh, be nice to go out on. Or it could be 
three good ones and three bad ones. That lasts for 12 years. Yep. Well, I mean, when we finish, the, right now, I think we're finished in, like, 2019. Yeah. And 2018, something like that. I don't have the list in front of me, but something like that. But now, depending on when, the, how long the new series lasts, we could be at this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. 2019. Think of all the Marvel movies that'll be out by then. Uh, well, I don't have to. There's a list that says exactly which Marvel. Yeah, hang on, I think I got it later. around here somewhere. No, no, no. That's that's really okay. Wow, Doctor Strange two. <laughs> Doctor Strange Love. That's strange. Uh, 2018 is when we wrap up uh, uh, Enterprise. Yep. And then it depends on how long uh, the new series lasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I Again, I just... I, people, like this week, I've been saying a lot about how I need this show not to suck. And it's like, it's just a show. Don't worry about it. No, you don't understand. It's... Yes. For every other thing, if if there's another terrible Transformers movie or a bad Star Wars movie or whatever, I'll be sad, but I'll shrug it off because whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is my life, man. Yep. I need this to be good because I'm gonna ha- like I'm committed to doing this. Yeah, it's not like we're reviewing Transformers movies or something, which only come out every you know two years or something. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of this. Incidentally, if we were reviewing Transformers movies, the entire podcast would be going, "Ah, what? Yeah. What? Why is that happening? Why yeah, is the look- mom stone? This is a Transformers movie. Yeah, that's shut a whole up." Other thing. But I just I, I wanted to very quickly say, if you see me on the Internet this week talking about this show, the reason is a fair amount of people now are listening to us do this and they want to hear what we think about Star Trek. So we're kind of committed to sticking with this. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't want to spend years and years suffering. I no. just don't. I know. I know I'm crazy for saying that. But anyway, speaking you of are suffering, crazy. Jeez, Al, come on. I'm I'm a, I'm cray cray. You and me say. are going to sit down and just suffer for five years or whatever. Yep, for for the half of this 10-year podcast. Yep. Anyway, speaking of suffering, why don't you tell us about Future Zen Part 2? Why don't I indeed? All right, so Future Zen Part 2. We rejoin our story already in progress as Tom, Tuvok, and Sarah Silverman sample the pinnacle of L.A. breakfast burritos and the doctor gets his own light bee so he can travel around and maybe get swallowed by Lister. He is introduced to first pain and then limo rides and then the sky by Ed Bagley Jr., he decides that pain is not as good as limo rides and that the sky is pretty neat. Sarah, Sarah, bleh, wow. Sarah Silverman calls Ed Begley Jr. as part of a plan to bamboozle him and steal back the precious time ship, but Ed pulls a, re- a reverse bamboozler, or El Zubmab, and tries to <laughs> kidnap her. Uh, there's some commotion, but nobody's car is disintegrated, so I guess we're up on last week. And then the doctor joins the party, so Sarah Silverman can mock his pajamas, which is mean. Doctor's never been, you know, a real person before, and the last thing he needs is to travel to the 90s and have his wardrobe marked. (laughs) Meanwhile, Annie and Chuck are taking the shuttle down to Earth, where they instantly crash in Arizona, which is probably the worst place you can crash in America. Except maybe Florida, or Texas, or Alabama, or, let's be honest here, Eastern Oregon. Racists find them almost instantly. Voyager beams Ed Bagley Jr. on board, and then Janeway lectures him on what exactly his problem is. He doesn't care about the present, he doesn't care about the future, all he cares about is money. Well, golly cat, it's almost like he's the villain in a 90s TV show. Eventually, Ed Bagley Jr. escapes, probably because he was the he was being guarded by those two idiots who let those Ferengis escape off camera the other week. Back on Earth, Tuvok and company attack Arizona and then beat up some racists, which is supremely satisfying. And then they phaser an escaping Ed Bagley Jr. lackey and fucking murder him. Unfortunately, Ed Bagley Jr. has actually escaped Earth in the time ship, so Voyager blows him up with photon torpedoes. How was that, Ed? Pretty far out? Then Brian Boxleitner or something shows up from the present and sends Voyager back to the Delta Quadrant and the whole crew get fucking drunk. Wait, Br- Bruce Boxleitner the, from Babylon 5? Yes, the dude that played... um. Uh, time ship captain looked like Bruce Boxleitner to me. Uh, when not when he wasn't wearing his ridiculous fake beard. No, mean. of course not. When he wasn't wearing his ridiculous, wondrous fake beard, and and reenacting past tense. That was by full. Saying, oh, what will we do about the homeless? Incidentally, that beard was full of moths. Yeah, probably that beard. That beard was so full of moths it was moths Isley. Oh wow, that might be the second or third to worst pun you've ever made. We'll see. No, 
I, I mean, unless someone ranks them for us. Well, I, when we get you know. when we when we finish up the series in ten years, yeah, you can let me know. Matt's right. top ten worst puns. No, it'll be ten years total. It's not going to be in ten years. It might like, be in are, ten years. We're already we're already six and a half years into it. No, we we're might more come, than halfway through. We might come back for the post atomic horror ten uh, year anniversary special. Well, we'll right, rent that's... out a hall, and you and I will wear tuxedos and give awards to each other. Yeah, but the thing is, in ten years, we'll be at the sixteen and a half year anniversary. Mm. Well, ten... join us at the sixteenth and a half year anniversary. Yeah, all right, that's fine. When Al and I hand little gold statues to each other, just back already, and forth. I've already done that. I've already given you an award. I know. I've got best I, cup. I've got two awards. I've got best cup, and I've got that Voyager award from Jason. Oh yeah, that's hanging. Uh, that's hanging no, 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 on that's, my wall hey, in my bedroom. Let, let's be clear, that is not a Voyager award. Or no, that that the the best. It's just it's a it's a brass plaque. Best uh, five USS, years. Yes, for the USS Post Atomic Corps, mm-hmm. which is okay. a uh, defiant class ship, by the way. Right, uh, five and a half years, not six and no. a half years. Sorry. Well, whatever. I misspoke. I, yeah, but you know, our audience has some some pedants in it boy we're really not talking about this episode i refuse i just like, i liked I, it more than you did you did so let's let's hear what you liked what did, I, you, what did you like i thought this was a big improvement over over last week's episode like you were talking about how you wanted way more like uh fish out of water 90s adventures and way less yes. explaining and i really felt like this episode did that like hmm. there's so much more just uh anticking um, there's a show off next to a fountain, or a show off, a showdown next to a fountain. Um, there's a car chase that results in a van getting exploded, and that guy fucking dies. By the way, they yeah. fucking blow a man up. <laughs> Fuck you, causality. Yep. Hey, you guys, uh, don't try and try your best not to ch- change the future. Or anything. Hope this guy's kids didn't do anything important. <laughs> <laughs> Or Ed Begley Jr.'s kids, for that matter. Yep. What about Ed Begley Third? <laughs> oh. Nope. Too bad. My dad, Ed Begley Jr. Sr. <laughs> Which, of course, is his name. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, you got the doctor out in the world. Which, which by the way, that's I did great. Like. I liked that, although I'm torn because, on the one hand, I don't want them to explain it forever and ever and ever mm-hmm. and ever. On the other hand, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oh, no, of course not. I mean, I've said before, if it's cool, just hand wave it and I'm fine with it. Yeah. And I guess that's I'm going to have to stand by that because that is generally how I think. Yeah. But it's still it doesn't make any sense. I But really, that is my good thing mm-hmm. that now he can do that. And we see in the very next episode, he can leave now. Yep. He can walk out of sick bay. He can he can move freely about the ship. He just walks out of episodes. He finds boring now. No, wow. I don't think I will be involved in your episode in your quest to save Kess. Thank you. Good day. In, if if this is the case, then uh, we're gonna not gonna be seeing very much of Picardo. Nope. Incidentally, you you uh, another another side topic real quick here. Yes, because you, we need more. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned that you only recently just saw the uh, the Joe Dante classic Gremlins. I just watched it last night. That is correct. And you you intend to watch the sequel shortly? Yes. Uh here here is a fun thing for you to prepare for. All right. Robert Picardo. Is he in Gremlins too? Yes, he is. Oh my god, that's awesome. Picardo's in quite a lot of Joe Dante's movies. I'm surprised he wasn't in the first Gremlins. Oh, like, that's he's right. one he of those guys in, um, he uses the... a lot. Fuck Joe Dante movie did I see not too long ago. Uh, the right, he was he, he was in Inner Space. Oh man, I haven't seen Inner Space since I was 10. I didn't see Inner Space since I thought I liked Martin Short. Yeah, exactly. Which has been quite some time. But anyway, he's one of those guys that Joe Dante really likes and uses a lot. Well, so he's excellent. Yeah. He is, and Joe Dante is excellent also. Also, uh, speaking of him, another completely off-topic thing, he's apparently going to be directing an episode of uh, Legends of Tomorrow soon. Oh, nice. I'll look forward if to he, that. If not already. Like, it might already be out, I'm I not am, sure. I am really enjoying it, Legends of Tomorrow, which is a ridiculous show. Well, it's about time travel, right? Yeah, it is. Which brings us nicely back to, to Voyager. I'm sorry, I just keep thinking of Robert Picard going, I have to do my best to stop these gremlins. <laughs> well, Look out, there's not... a spider gremlin. That's kind of uh, what he does, actually. Anyway, no, it is it is great. Like I said, that is my good thing that they finally figured that out. It, it's just like uh, future technology, whatever. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's like I thought you had a prime directive. I thought if future technology drops in your lap, you're not supposed to use it. I think Kate's getting real sick of that prime directive. Yeah. 
I, I, I really like the idea of, of uh, Janeway just being like, you know, I'm getting real sick of this crap. We just, just go the fuck home. We're getting fucked over by the Prime Directive too many damn times. Okay, so why did they then have to go back through the time hole back to the Delta Quadrant then? Well, because that fucker, that uh, fucking Bruce Box Lightner was like, you will accompany me back to whatever. I'm not sh- can't you drop us off? Was... Can't you drop us off at home? No. No, I don't think so. They are at home. They just need to go forward in time now. Yep. Just but... need to wait. Yeah, go go park behind Saturn and like deep sleep for three hundred years. I don't know. I think they'd find them pretty quickly if they were behind Saturn once uh, the Federation started forming. Put a note on it. <laughs> Do not disturb from the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> dead dove. Do not open. Fucking uh, Archer goes in there, looks around. Well, I didn't know what I well I didn't know what I expected, but. No, I, it's uh, Michael Bluth. With, yeah. Look in the ship. I love the idea of them sending the Bluths into space. No, yeah, me too. Just, that would be great. <laughs> a ship shaped like the model home. Hey, brother, please state the nature of the medical emergency. <laughs> anyway. Um, Fucking I Joe think... marries some alien chick in a series of escalating dares. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad for uh, Will Arnett and Amy Poehler. Yeah, they're, they're both fine. No, they're not. They're divorced. No, I know they're both divorced, but they'll be they'll be fine. Oh, I know, but you know, I like that they were together. Yeah. Well, it's nothing to do with Star Trek, but I don't care. Well, no, this episode is all about nothing to do with Star Trek. There was okay. I was reading. Apparently, uh, Braga wanted to make like I, I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head how many parts, but three or four parts, maybe more. Seriously. Like, they wanted to spend a good chunk of the season in the 90s as just like as various adventures. And that's how that whole uh, my bad thing, that whole thing with uh, Waco, basically, uh-huh. the the crazy gun nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. that storing was... up weapons on their compound and getting stormed by uh, federal agents. That that was going to be a whole episode in and of itself. And they ended up cramming that into the rest of this. Mm-hmm. That was fucking weird. Just out of nowhere, too. Like it was, yeah. It was Chuck and Annie crash, and then suddenly they're in Zed's basement from Pulp Fiction. Like, hey, wake up, <laughs> and uh, and and yeah, it's like hey, he's some kind of Indian, mm-hmm. and I don't know what she is. And, and then, I don't know like, what she is, but I feel like I should hate it for no reason. Yep. I, I I sure support the Confederate flag. Oh my probably. god! As, as soon as he started talking about the great beast and its fucking many heads and shit, and I'm like, just kill me, just just kill me now. It's fine. I mean, there's there's really <laughs> not very far between that and say Aaron Fawcett. Come on, it's true, but you know, I like Aaron. I mean, there, but what I'm saying is there are charmingly ridiculous conspiracy nuts and then there are dangerous conspiracy well, nuts. Well, let me and tell think, let me tell you this right now. Aaron doesn't have a gun. That I was about to say, I think the difference is one of them is armed. Yep. One of them is Armus. <laughs> oh, that would be so much better. I hate the government, you guys. I think this guy might be some kind of Indian. I don't know what this other guy's deal is. But yeah, it was like initially they wanted to do like the L.A. thing and then they wanted to do this mm-hmm. and I guess some other stuff like There's... and then the network was like, no, you can't do serialized stuff. Two parter is all you can do. There's something in like I could see that. them. Pulling I like the impulse. Yeah, yeah, I like the basic idea of, OK, if we're going to do a time travel story, let's do it big and let's really get every single possible thing out. Mm-hmm. in this one story so we don't have to keep coming back to the past when we get another idea like yep. get it all out in like a four-part episode and then you're done that would have been kind of cool this is once again i was impressed we're into season what are we in season three right three yeah that's some once again uh trek waiting a long time to actually do time travel episodes i uh, remember season one of this show though they did a lot of time travel type stuff like not time travel to past earth but we had scott zioko's favorite episode time uh, and again. that's right yeah we had some kind of a time loop episode i want to say uh, we had a bunch of time yeah. stuff happen all in a row as i remember all right i'll see myself out and and our theory was that that part of the delta quadrant had like some issues or whatever it had some time issues i guess i don't know it was full of anomalies delta quadrant yeah. is crawling with anomalies do you not know that anomaly means something that is unusual <laughs> abnormal anomalous <laughs> anomalous yes um, and it's covered and- in some kind of enamel yeah that seems about right. Yeah. But I, I just, like, 
it didn't like the whole Waco, like I say Waco, but for those of you who don't remember, there were a bunch of crazy people with guns who barricaded themselves into a compound and were stormed by the government. I feel like there might be a more recent example of that, Al. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but, uh, no, nothing coming to me. Yeah. Oh, you mean those great patriots as my dad calls them? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Uh, remind me not to follow your dad on Facebook. I don't need that uh, kind of thing in my life. I already follow your mom somehow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how the fuck that happened. We don't We don't need to talk about the conversation we had yesterday when I called her for her birthday and we ended up talking about Donald Trump. Thanks. Oh, man. Anyway. I just, he's going to make America great again. Uh-huh. So these these guys in this Voyager episode almost certainly support him if they're still alive now. Uh, I hope not. So there's that. It just, it felt like a weird, like, why are we doing this? Why aren't we running around in L.A. with eating burritos and having, you know, wearing do-rags? Hey, 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 don't disparage Tuvok eating a burrito, okay? I'm not. I'm saying that's what I wanted. That is what I wanted. I didn't know I wanted that until I I saw that scene. It's that Star Trek IV thing. It's that, what does it mean, exact change? Mm. And, you know, all that kind of goofy, like... You got, like, future man trying to make sense of our wacky past yeah. ways. Like, if, if you're not doing the hand-wringing judgy thing, if you're just making it funny, then yeah. I like that. If you're saying everything's primitive here and we do it better in the future, then it's stupid. But, My you know. God, man, you're barbarians. Okay, that was funny, though. No. They played that for laughs, so that yep. was okay. I need um, more I need more of that in this episode. Bones? Yeah, I need more bones in this episode, just running well, around. What the? What's going on over here? I mean... You know, you have you have Picardo saying I'm a doctor, not a blank, like every sixth line. I noticed he says that way more than Bones ever did. Yep. It's like every almost every episode. It's like, dude, we get it. You like Bones. You're in Star Trek. Good for you. No, I'm pretty sure that's one of the like I, Braga and one of the other main people behind Voyager have said they're not fans of the original series. Mm-hmm. That's probably their look here. See, the here, we series. threw that in for you. There, now, you're shut welcome. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your bad thing? Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about this scene anyway. There's a scene right before they crash where uh, Chuck and Annie have a, uh, first of all, it starts off really good, actually. There's a there's a whole scene about them discussing what they're going to do if they get stuck in, uh, if they're stuck in uh, 96. Uh-huh. And, you know, they're going to try and lay low. And Chakotay actually jokes about going and becoming a like an archaeology professor or something. And he's mm-hmm. actually really funny. And it's like, wow, this is the most I've liked Chuck ever. I don't know that I would say it's funny, but it was charming. Yeah, exactly. It's like he has an actual personality, you know? Yeah. Like he's joking and, you know. Yeah, his mouth does this thing where the corners turn up in some sort of display of joy. Yeah, it's almost like he's a person and not a puppet that someone owns. Yeah. Um, Very strange. And then him and Annie start flirting and it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, we've seen this before. I don't want those two together. It's gross every time it happens. Yeah, but, you know, a couple weeks ago she was telling him about her sex dreams, so I guess he yep. thinks it's okay. Oh, is this what we're oh. doing now? We're talking about sex dreams and uh, we're going to hook up? I guess I guess we've reached uh, comfortable talking about sex dreams level of friendship, so uh, yeah, let's Man, let's you and chat. I haven't even reached that yet. I don't think we ever will, man. We've been friends a long time. I'm pretty sure because 90% of the conversations I have with you are released to the public. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to tell you about my sex dreams. Well, I mean, you know, maybe if, maybe for that anniversary special. I'll give we'll you an see. award for best sex dream. If I'm still having sex dreams at age uh, 51, you know, good for me. Are you just planning to stop having sex dreams? Is that like, because that's sad. I assume male menopause will happen and then I won't be interested anymore. That's how it works. Right? Oh, it's called menopause. Uh, How's that? Does that make the top five? <laughs> the weird thing is. If you think con- about it, let me know. It's constantly uh, mutating this list <laughs> and making new room, room for the, the new worst. <laughs> Listen, so. they can't all be the worst. They can't. It can't just be a list of. Well, That's that was the thing. worse. That was worse than every other pun he's ever made. That's the thing. It is. They're all the worst. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but there you go. Um. So I I want to get back real quick to Picardo. Um. Uh, acting as the doctor, being outdoors. Mm-hmm. Because there's some great... I, I didn't notice this. I actually saw this in Memory Alpha. They pointed it out. Um, he's looking at trees for the first time, and he starts sniffing them. Yeah. No, it's great. I love him being a person for the first time. Like, And, and Picardo talks about this. He said, yeah, when I was a kid, I saw all these kids going around sniffing flowers. And I'm like, okay, so you smell plants. Why don't you smell trees? Yeah. Trees smell good. And it, it makes sense in a 
this isn't what humans do, but it's perfectly logical kind of way. Oh, yeah. And it was a cute little quirky thing to make him do. No, I like that whole scene. I love the idea of the doctor. Like, this is the first time he's ever been outside, you know? Like, he's never yeah. in his life. Even, like... Even he's when been he got... in sim- he's been in simulated outdoors, but not the real. Yeah, outdoors. there was that we talked about this. There was that great scene in the Beowulf episode where he's like, where they put him in the holodeck and he's outside for the first time. But this is the first time he's ever been outside. There's a lot of time spent with him just looking at that fountain that I like a lot. Yeah, no, like, I like that. That's but, a lot of water. But there was way too much, as you say, '90s villain. Like, get in the car. We're going to have a car chase. And then we're going to talk about e- being evil industrialists. Oh, and then dude. we're going to burn down the youth center. Can I talk about how 90s evil villain this guy is? As uh, head of do. a corporation with a company and his own guy with a suit. It's amazing. This is the bad guy in every live action kids show I ever watched as a kid. Yeah. I, no, I know. We talked about this last week, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned about- this last week or not, but it felt like a fucking episode of Alex Mack. Uh, I don't think you made that reference specifically, but he feels like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He feels like he's probably the one who's trying to keep Airbud from playing basketball. Yep. Uh, he, I mean, really, you can trace this character's roots back to even the 80s, where he's trying to close the ski resort. Oh, no, I completely agree. The thing is, it's like if the, ki- the, the teenager who was trying to close the ski resort so that he would yeah. win the ski contest grew right. up and grew up and inherited his dad's company. Yeah, exactly. And now he's like, well, we can make way more money if we pollute and and turn that pollution into drugs. <laughs> drugs, just generic drugs. Yeah, no, drugs, like, like the drugs that we had when we were when we were in, when we were kids. It wasn't there weren't types of drugs. It no, was no, just, no, there's no cocaine or heroin or anything. No, it's just drugs. It was just a box of pills and cigarettes and uh, maybe I think you're being too specific even then. It's just a box labeled drugs. Yeah, these are drugs. If you take them, you'll get. If you take them, you'll get all ruined, and you know your life will be over. There was a. They'll write a a go ask Alice book about you. There was a weird. Oh, you mean down at the Freak Wharf? Yeah, down at the Freak Wharf. There was a weird. uh, Now I'm just picturing Wharf stoned out of his mind. (laughs) Oh, there is no honor in cocaine. I am the Freak Wharf. I am tripping balls. Let me to. Let me to. Listen, kids. There's nothing fun about drugs. Are you sure? Alexander, bring this to. Bring this to a parent or a teacher. But you're my parent father. Well, a parent who cares about you. Oh. I There was this whole weird trend, and I'm pretty sure it might have even started like in the 70s, where they're like, okay, we need to teach kids not to do this, but we also can't get too graphic and tell them what it is. Yeah, exactly. So they would just warn you about a thing without actually really being too specific about what the thing was. So you never knew it when you saw it. Yep. Be careful about drugs. Well, okay, I'll look out for drugs, but this marijuana cigarette should be fine. Yeah. Someone says you want a joint. That they don't say, do you want drugs? So you don't really put together that. The, that's... the only people who want who want to sell you drugs are cartoonish drugs dealers. Right. <laughs> Driving around with their big coats and their drugs. The, the, and the really confusing thing is they're all dressed like McGruff the crime dog, who's the one telling you not to do it. Yeah, you should be able to trust a guy in a trench coat or you yeah. know, an oversized dog in a trench coat. Giant talking dog. I mean, listen, between the talking dog that told you not to do crime, the talking bear that told you not to light fire, mm-hmm. and the talking owl that told you not to, uh, not to litter. Not to, get, not to not give a hoot. Right. You must give a hoot. Mm-hmm. Very important. Anyway. Um, Give a hoot. Don't pl- turn pollution into drugs. Don't build a pollution factory. <laughs> I have a note here. Braga never met a narrative rule he wouldn't break to move his stupid, terrible plot along. It's true. That's. I, I think that was in reaction to the doctor. Like, I kind of, like, okay, I'm glad the doctor can do things. That was my good thing. Yes. But on the other hand, I like limitations in, in writing in some ways are good when you have to creatively think of ways to, like, okay, well... The doctor can't leave sickbay, so how do we tell interesting stories? And this show is not good enough to do that. No, so it's just like, all right, well, we said Fuck he can't it, we leave. give up. We said he can't leave sickbay, but it would be easier if he could, so he can. Right. But in a, in a well-written show, I do like when like limits like that are placed, and then you try to figure out a way to tell interesting stories within the limitations. Well, I... it, it's kind of like we're in the Delta Quadrant. We can't meet anyone from the Alpha Quadrant. That's an interesting limitation, except they break the rule all the time. Well, I feel like those limitations were like all in the show of Bible or whatever, and then they're yeah. like, this is hard. Yeah. I don't want this anymore. Give me, I want to use some Ferengis. Yeah. 
I just... Ugh. I want to anyway. see some wacky crouching. Also, um, Sarah Silverman. Yes. Uh, still adorable. Oh, but yeah. she has to sell a lot of super earnest, like, I just want to reach out to the stars and I want to see... What what was it? I want to see Venus or yeah, Saturn, Saturn or something. I want to see Saturn. Saturn. I used to look at yeah. Saturn when I was a kid. Right. And she's built an entire career... And and very effectively, she's mm-hmm. very good at this. Yeah. But she's built an entire career out of being horrible and mean and ironic. Yep. And not a single thing she says can be taken at face value because it's just super cruel and awful. Yep. So it's really hard to hear her delivering really earnest dialogue. Yeah, you keep you keep waiting for her to just be a dick to Paris, which is what he deserves. Well, okay, yeah. But I'm saying, and this isn't the episode's fault, but I'm saying her, like, her subsequent, like, the subsequent 20 years of her career... Mm-hmm. Have been okay. This is the setup to talk about her vagina now, right? <laughs> but no, no, it was, it was just weird. Also, she called Tuvok a freakosaurus. Yeah, she did. Uh, what? Well, you know, the freakosaurus. No, 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 it was a well known 90s dinosaur. Why didn't they just say freakazoid? That I don't was know. on the air. Yeah, but it was on the WB, their oh. <laughs> UPN's nemesis. Yeah, until they combine. Mm-hmm. It was a will-they-won't-they thing for years, and they finally hooked up. Yeah, they finally... <laughs> and then they captured Buffy. Yeah. Um, Put her in a bag. Uh, <laughs> yep. Help, um, they've captured me. And they've put her in a bag. <laughs> uh, there's At one point, somebody says the line, we can scan time. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? What? Really? All the time, huh? Just scan time. How, Doesn't make any sense. How big is this scanner, this time scanner you have, sir? Would it not have to be the size, infinite size of the universe itself? Oh, it would? All right. Well, make All sure right. and show me that later. It sounds interesting. Yeah, I oh, it just, isn't? Like, okay. None of this made sense, and there were some fun moments, but overall, it was just, it felt more like they were trying too hard. Oh, they were definitely it, trying too hard. Yeah. And I was just annoyed. Oh, I, I had one more quick thing. Um, at one point, uh, Ed Bagley Jr.'s got this whole speech about how he stole the, the time ships technology. Also, so all of our technology is based on stolen future technology. Is that not one of those paradox things? Yeah, pretty much. Like all the whole computer revolution and, and all that stuff came from stolen 29th century technology. Yeah. But he said, imagine a world without personal computers, without this, without scanning barcodes. It's like, oh no, my QCAT. <laughs> I feel like the idea is um, we would have had those anyway. He just did them first. Like he didn't actually, he didn't actually invent anything that like cutting edge or anything. He just got there first. Okay, he, but you know, like you... in, in this reality, Steve Jobs never got out of the garage. Well, see, now that I wouldn't mind if Star Trek's reality just took place in not hours. Yeah. But Star Trek goes to great pains whenever they say something happened in the 90s mm-hmm. to then go back and say, no, 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 it didn't happen that way, or we changed it, or whatever, you know oh, what no, I mean? Star- like, Star Trek's always had this weird thing where it's, like, a huge deal that, like, it could still happen. And I don't really care. Like, I'm fine with them just being a different reality. But they're very concerned with being yeah. our reality, and I don't love that. Yeah, calm down, Star Trek. We're like, not. We're not going to become you, okay? Apparently, apparently, at some point uh, in Enterprise, they explain when the eugenics wars happened, which should have happened during or at least just prior to this. Mm. Yeah, they're, 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 they're the the eugenics. It turns out they're like the eugenics secret wars or something, right? Yeah, and but then, not like not like where Doctor Doom goes to another planet and teaches the Beyonder how to poop. Right, not that no. kind of secret war. No, but Archer does end up with a new black costume. Right, Archer is the only character on Enterprise I can name. Uh, that's okay. It's it's, it's it, not the t- it's not the tactical turtleneck of the other archer though. Oh, if only that would have been awesome. Yes. Like, God, um, we may have talked about this before, but God, I wish Archer from the show Archer was in charge of uh, Enterprise. Uh I mean, I don't, but it would definitely make it more. Interesting. It would make such a better show. Yes, it absolutely would. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. You got a quote? I do have a quote. Good morning. Agent Tuvok, what's up? Breakfast is up. Have you made any progress? I think so. Chili burritos, footlong hot dogs, and Goliath gulps. This is not a breakfast, this is an afternoon at Dodger Stadium. And that is a non sequitur. Would you please hand me a burrito? That's delightful. I love this quote so much. They should have just made that a uh, Taco Bell commercial. That would have been fine. 
They didn't have well. They didn't have uh, Taco Bell breakfast yet. I guess that's so true. So Taco Bell wouldn't have been open in the morning. Mm. Yeah, I guess fourth meal wasn't the thing. No, yet. God, what meal. a what a disturbing universe that right? was. Can you imagine? Oh wait, I grew up in that universe. It was called yes. Canada. Yeah, no, I I mean here too. Fourth meal wasn't a thing until like I want to say the late nineties, early two thousands. One of the first fucking things. The first time I came down here to visit Mal, one of the first fucking things that happened was yeah and then we you know they got talk matt taco bell's always open they got fourth meal i'm like the fuck is fourth meal they were basically trying to say like do you remember god i don't what movie was it it was one of those terrible movies with a with a corporate guy trying to like you know make a pollution factory where he's like christmas 2 oh fuck that's santa claus the movie right 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 it felt like that christmas 2 is coming up this month so uh oh well get your shopping yeah i believe it's uh march 25th Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed that you know that. Yeah. Uh, and kind of sad. <laughs> also, that guy was John Lithgow. Yes, he was. That I, I do. have to celebrate Christmas too with yelling. And uh, Dudley Moore, I know, was his, uh, it was a little elf. Elf. Oh, I remember that. Hello, I'm Dudley Moore. <laughs> um, but uh, it, 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 uh, Taco Bell was like, okay, so uh, we're going to make, you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then there's a fourth meal that we will call fourth meal. But it's the same kind of bullshit. Like, you're not just going to f- change the fundamental structure that has developed over a century. Yes, we will. We're Taco Bell. We've, no, seen, what, de- we've seen Demolition Man. We're going to become the only restaurant. Yeah. No, basically, what the, unless you're watching it in another country, and then I think it's Pizza Hut. Really? Yeah. There's really? a whole other cut of Demolition Man where it's a different restaurant. It's so weird when they have to do that. Like, they do, I know. That, more, they do that more than you'd think. It's because there's no Taco Bell in whatever country that is. Well, I mean, there wasn't any Taco Bell in Canada until, like, 95 or something. There you go. Anyway, um, really, all they needed to say was, are you drunk? It's midnight. Come get some tacos. Because <laughs> that's what they—that's essentially who they're advertising to, and that's totally fine. Like, you want some grease for your belly because you've been out. Yep. Totally fine. <laughs> I've had all the pot in the world. I need a chalupa. Also that—well, I mean, they couldn't say that. They can now. Yeah. In fact, I believe it's Jack in the Box here in Washington because pot's legal here. Yep. Where they just say, "Hey, are you high? Do you want some food?" One of my favorite things Mal showed this to me was a uh, uh, Girl Scout troop who'd set up outside of a pot dispensary. Oh uh, yeah, selling uh, cookies, which is amazing. Girl Scouts, uh, Girl Scouts are like Archie comics in that they are way more ahead of the curve than you want to think that they are. Yep. And also, anyway. and also, let's be honest here. Thin Mints are delicious. Uh, they were, yes. I might have some. I can't eat them anymore. No. I'll do can't, the Thin Mints over there. <laughs> All right. They're anyway. In the kitchen, so they'll have this to may wait. be the episode that we have talked about Star Trek the least, and I'm completely okay with that. No, it's okay. In any case, time to push forward now to... No, yeah. Yeah. This is oh, all going here. Are you still getting cookies, Matt? No, I'm making sure not to get cookies because I'm a professional who talked over you for the past two minutes. Ah, very well. I was just pushing forward now to Warlord. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the Warlord. I'm gonna. If you were thinking Voyager's pretty okay with its endless time anomaly stories and a captain who is sometimes written as the exact opposite of what she should be, but there's two things the show needs. Neelix is Spuds McKenzie in a Bud Light commercial and Kess is an evil supervillain. Well, incredibly specific person I just made up, are you ever in luck? The former is technically not a beer commercial, but it does feature Neelix dancing in a tropical paradise with three bikini babes, barefoot. And if you ever wondered what Neelix's feet look like, why are you wasting wishes on this? Anyway, the latter. Well, the latter involves the internal politics of a planet we've never heard of and we'll never see again, so you know I loved it. Some kind of dumb fake emergency happens, and after a few minutes of pointless jerk-assing around, Kess is possessed by the mind ghost of some evil dictator. She threatens to break up with Neelix, which is fine with me, and then ditches the losers on Voyager for a whole new group of losers. Then she hangs out in a castle and sneers for 14 or 15 hours. You may think I glossed over the internal politics I mentioned a minute ago, but the show sure doesn't. They're acting like we're cramming for a final exam in the history of this stupid planet 101, to the point where they almost make me wish we'd cut to some more shots of Neelix's feet. I said almost. Anyway, Kess eventually overpowers the dickbag living in her brain using the power of heart. And then everything goes back to the way it was. Exactly the way it was. It feels like a bit of a lame ending for this summary, but I think I'm going to end them all like that from now on. Then it's a callback. A hilarious callback. Then it's doing exactly what the show did. We actually got a piece of mail from a listener, and I usually like to save these till um, 
the supplemental supple- time. Yeah, yeah. But it has to do with this specific episode. Oh, so, okay. Uh, well, lay it on me. Uh, yeah. Uh, this comes from Matthew. 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 And he says, Dear Al and Matt, how are you? I am fine. Hi. I'm apologetic to, for referring to Al as Ron in my previous email. Caught up on most of the back catalog. I've started watching along. Uh, this has proven to be thoroughly satisfying as I can already hear the jokes as I watch the episodes. Case in point, Warlord. Could you send us those jokes? It, it makes he did. it so he did. much here, easier. Here. He's, he's listing them. All right, good, good. Another possession episode? Why should we care about these lettuce-haired rebels? I sure liked this better when it was called The Passenger, and I didn't like it much then either. <laughs> see also Power Play. Though we do get to see Kess break up with Neelix, and presumably will again, if I remember correctly. Anyway, keep up the good work. Yeah, you're correct. Oh, we do repeat ourselves a lot. Do you know why? Because the show repeats itself a lot. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if I like how, mu- how, uh, how onto us this guy is. I mean, I, look, we do have things we say a lot. Oh, yeah. But a lot of the criticisms we make are repetitive because the show just keeps doing the same five plots. It sure does. This was a Mullity Rebels episode plus a Possession episode. Mm-hmm. Like, it just it's the same tired formula, and I didn't care for it. You you liked it, I guess. It had, it had one major thing going for it. Well, let's talk about that. That is... Uh, that Kess is great in this episode i can never remember her real name so she's jennifer just... it's it's i don't know how it's pronounced it's i think leon l-i-e-n yeah. jennifer leon but it really feels like she took this episode as an opportunity to just stretch and not be you know oh well that was that was my good thing and the doctor and, the, and i they, my psychic she, powers and tuvok and she's done everything she can with what they give her they give her very little mm-hmm. She's got real Counselor Troy season one problem. Yeah, but it turns out she's actually a pretty good actor. Yeah, no, and this was my good thing. She's camping it the fuck up. She's got a real Mirror Kira vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, just slinking around being super evil and a little sexy. Yeah, and yeah she is. <laughs> a lot of your notes, like, maybe I'm not going to talk about my sex dreams, but you basically did in your notes here. Yeah, what up? <laughs> uh, So there's that. I don't know that I necessarily saw her that way, but I I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And she's good at it. She's very good. Like it's it it actually gave me a Batman 66 vibe. Oh yeah, she's got a total like uh like Catwoman like, like a Julie Newmar kind of like sexy but also evil slinking around like Also there were some actual Dutch angles. Marry me Batman and then we'll kill Robin. Yeah, and they were in um they were in a castle. Like yeah, they the, sure were in a castle. I forgot the castle to... set they had looked like a supervillain like uh, base. Meanwhile, at the castle anthrax. Right, but all the stuff happening inside her head was shot at, at a like a forty five degree angle. Yep. So it just it had a very Batman sixty six vibe to it. No, I like that whole campy thing, and I like her fucking her fucking three foot tall Kess strutting around in a uniform yelling at people. It's fucking great. Well, that's similar to uh, uh, Nana Visitor doing that. Yep. Like, I, actually doing that in everyday, like, episodes, but also as Mirakira. Like, yeah. being super small and being able to command people who are, like, twice your height is yep. extra, extra impressive. Like, it's it's impressive anyway to have that authority. Mm-hmm. But to have that authority over people who physically are much larger than you yeah. is extra impressive, I think. No, she destroys that fucking giant uh, beard guy. Yeah. The scene that's fucking great. I don't know it if is. we should respect this tiny woman. And then, he, and then she psychically destroys his brain. Yep. So I, I got a real, like, Sith vibe. Oh, totally. Like, they, they're evil sorcerers who have studied how to do mind power mm-hmm. stuff. And the whatever dictator, I can't remember in Memory Alpha, they compared him to Mussolini or, or um, yeah. uh, Stalin or somebody like that. But it was basically like, what if, what if they could stay alive in someone's mind? Yeah. I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Like, I think this would have worked better in the original series. I think this show once again expects you to take it more seriously, mm-hmm. and it kind of loses something because of that. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? That. Yeah. No, no, I follow you. And if again, if it would just relax and have fun with it, I probably would like it more. But it's always wanting you to like. It's going into the backstory about all their like politics yeah, and like, this guy about... killed this guy or the son of this guy like who cares i don't care about any of that i just want evil Kess on a view screen going soon captain janeway you and the crew of voyager will be destroyed yeah that i i did not mind yeah 
She was good at it. Cass, and, and no, really... I know you're in there somewhere. You just need to break through. The Cass yeah. you know is dead. Except but... that I'm having a psychic war with her in my brain, which yeah. looks like her fighting a man with a mustache over a table. It's very yeah. metaphorical. Is it? I'm evil. I may be giving you too much information right now, Captain Janeway. <laughs> That's just the kind of evil leader I am. Please, call me Kath. I could probably go on for another 20 or 30 minutes if you want. Probably she does, too. <laughs> Goes on for a long time. But we got a lot of scenes of all the various Mullity guys bickering between each other. Yeah, don't care about Wait, that. Wait, no, I thought Paul was going to be the leader. No, Steve is going to be the leader. I don't know Steve who Paul or Steve are. Leader. <sighs> I'm anti-Paul, though. I, I don't care. Sorry, I, Paul. I, I, I abstain. I am not registered to vote on this planet, <laughs> so I have no no stake in their in their election. But uh, just, I don't know. There, there were glimmers of good stuff. Like I said, she was great. Mm -hmm. She was doing that, ooh, scenery, nom, nom, nom. You know, like that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But that's all I enjoyed. Yeah. I, this is basically your good thing as well, right? Like Pretty much, yeah. No, I just, I could watch, I could watch Possessed Cast all day. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was good. Like, they've given her so little. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see, like, I hate possessions, but it was good to see her do something. Yep. And we're nearing the end of her time, so this might be the last time we see her do this something. This is probably, like, this is the this is the Kess episode I've been waiting for, you know? We spend the entire episode with her. She gets to do some cool stuff. I mean, it's not actually Kess most of the episode, but, you know. Yeah, and that's, once again, like, I what I liked was when they found, like, that one episode where she was lighting fires with her mind. Yep. That's the Kepsa episode I wanted because it was all about her and she still got to stretch a little and, you know. So. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. But, um, you know. Um, my bad thing yes. was I did that thing again where I made a joke about, oh, somebody's going to get possessed. And then she was. Like, this is the second time this has happened yep. where I've said, well, I guess something like this is going to happen. And then it happened. Stop doing that show i'm gonna throw this out here by the way i know that the evil dictator guy is a dick dictator dick um but the very idea of using your evil powers to possess someone who is actively trying to help you and that's your plan that's really shitty you're a really shitty person well he's evil man i know he's evil but he's also apparently a jerk what, what do you want he's evil <laughs> just like <laughs> Ah, I've got to save this guy's life. Yeah, your buddy is mine, nice person who tried to to save me. <laughs> Fuck you, loser. I'm going oh. to I'm going to escape from this hospital in Nurse's scrubs and rule the world. <laughs> also, I I wrote down what one of their names was. It was Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion. Which is another ridiculous fucking 90s sounding Jabin. Yep, I can ah! Yeah, no, I went to school with a Tyrion course you did mm -hmm. he was all did like, you though hey matt i was like oh. fuck off Tyrion. i'm gonna make fun of you on fucking uh podcasts <laughs> 15 years yeah that sounds about right i just and they had this whole like weird council of doom thing going on yeah they did they're all sitting around a table gentlemen how can we destroy superman <laughs> <sighs> fucking I, black manta's like i also want to destroy superman that's not what Black Manta sounds like, Matt. I'm Black Manta. That's that's what uh, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public think Black yeah, Manta Yeah, which is how we like. got the monarch. Right. But that's not what he actually sounds like. The mighty monarch. Right. Incidentally, that show this season has been amazing. Fuck yeah, it has. But I'm, I haven't seen the new episode yet, but, you know, fuck, it's been good. Yeah. Um, I'd rather just talk about that for the next, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's fucking great, right? Well, do we have do we have any other stuff about the cast thing? Because there's the the whole first part that I definitely want to get into, but I don't um, know. I want to briefly talk. You mentioned this. Cast uh, dumps Neelix in a great scene. I well, yeah. I, that's I think part of that whole that whole first bit. I just before before we get to all that, I want to make sure we've covered everything we need to cover with her on the planet. Yeah, doing no, her let's, thing uh, that. that's that's pretty much it. Okay, so we got <laughs> the episode. I I was not exaggerating. You got Neelix in what is like a Hawaiian shirt. Uh-huh. Barefoot. Barefoot, which, bit. by the way, like, they really, uh, they try to alien up his feet, I guess, and make a big mm -hmm. deal about you seeing them, and they look like the fakest fucking feet. Like, it looks like he's wearing slippers that were made to look like feet, like, that you could got eh. probably, probably buy in the 90s. 
I thought they looked okay, but I do think it, it was very clear. Makeup spent hours on this. We are going to fucking show them. Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't just a quick shot. Like, you go with horror movie rules there. Like, if it looks crappy, show it quickly or show it in the dark or show it behind something. You don't linger on it. Hmm. I, I like your idea of only showing Neelix in the dark. Well, that's a good idea. If, whenever he shows up, we only see him in like the shadows. I think I'd rather look at him than hear him. Maybe put a like a like a towel over his head so he'll think no. it's night. You still got it. <laughs> He's not a bird. I, think, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some bird in there. No, only like the bird tried to peck his eye out. That's probably what you're thinking. <laughs> of. Oh no, my eye! <laughs> but it really like I I made a mention of it being like a Spuds McKenzie commercial. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. It looked like he should be going whimmy, wham, wham, wazzle. Yeah, sure did. Just, uh, he's doing a little dance. And, and, ca- like, and Cass is like, that's a terrible catchphrase, Neelix. Yeah. That's why I'm dumping you. And yeah, she, and that's, that's that point there when she shows up and says, I don't like being with you anymore is when I said, oh, she's being mean. I bet she's possessed. Yep. And then she was. Because g- God forbid Cass just say, you know what? You're kind of a dick and I have a short life and I need to move on. Yeah. No, the thing is she makes excellent points that I, all of the, all of which I agree with. It's like, you're really like, you're really demanding of my time. And like, you're super jealous of me talking to anyone who's not you. I'm like, yeah, thank you, Cass. You're right. Yep. And then it's like, oh, I was possessed by an evil dictator and that's why I was mean. Yeah. Hitler made me dump you. And when they explain it, like later in the episode, Neelix hears that he's like, oh, she does like me. Yeah. So oh, that no. just completely... Oh, no, my heart. <laughs> this was my note. I seriously can't tell if this is character growth or if she's possessed or yep. something. And that's the kind of show this is, where a character could not change their mind and think something different. No. Instead, it's just boogity-boogity ghosts. Yep. Ugh. What kind of ghosts were those, Al? Boogity-boogity. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Check under your bed for boogity men. <laughs> Oh man. Um oh one of the one of the alien evil dudes <laughs> reminded me of the uh, Kevin McDonald character from Kids in the Hall give me the tea you bastard. <laughs> he he sounded like this. Hey Cass, I I don't like don't beat me up, please. You are a cruel giant tea bag. Yes. I will say um they did some like we've talked many times about how Star Trek is reluctant to do anything even adjacent to homosexuality or even slightly different than the basic heteronormative man plus woman equals couple thing Al, no don't speak of it or amanda will kick the door down i uh, she's she's right outside like she's in the next room and i'm waiting but uh yes talking about homosexuality and star trek in there no the thing is she's not wrong it's just there's not much more to say on it but this episode skirted that topic pretty well like oh, it sure did Kess was possessed by a dude who was trying to get his wife back yep. and was willing to either hook up with her or a dude. Like, it, there was a lot of nice, like, uh, sexual fluidity, yep. just, like, no clear gender identity. Well, I'm in a woman's body, but I'm a man, but I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. I wish Star Trek did more of that. Oh, yeah. That no, was they, almost we, my we good almost get, uh, We almost get a two-lady kiss. Which is would be fine one way or the other, like, if they did or if they didn't, but... Mm-hmm overall just her attitude that it didn't matter yeah that she would seduce whoever to get what she wanted mm-hmm. was like you know no i actually refreshing. i i actually really enjoyed the, this guy i guess being a woman for the first time yeah and just being all like man i got a whole i got a whole thing going on i'm gonna stick around yeah i got a whole extra range of options now and i mean part of it is like this the, the, he's taking advantage of Kess's psychic powers but yeah. you know it's also like man i can seduce like dudes now and like yeah, that gives me, like, 50% more, like, it's people like, I can, you know. I can totally use this to my evil advantage. Right. Because I'm evil. Right. Which which he is. Yes. And there's a scene inside her mind where they're fighting. Nope. I could have done without that. Oh, yeah. No, I I will always, uh, I'll always take a pass on any time when we're supposed to be inside two, uh, someone's mind while two people fight over it. Especially if the inside of that mind is just a room that we've seen before with a big old table in it. (laughs) Well, if if it's a room that we were just in, Mm -hmm. spring for another set. Yeah. Like, build something else. Yeah. Make it Kes's Mindscape. I want a big, uh, I want a big, uh, uh, green, green screen room that's got a giant picture of Kes in the background, because that's where you know whose mind it is. 
only people who have like good self-esteem though yeah and then the floor is made to look like a brain and they're standing on it because they're in Kess's brain no i see i picture it's a giant gold statue of neelix with tiny little Kess's worshiping it Ugh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know that kind of thing all hail neelix yeah N- no <laughs> oh no my gold statue Talking about us being repetitive. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I, have a note. I have a note here that uh, Balana in a bathing suit is all right. Uh, yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> as, no, they a, did... as a fan of Balana. Well, they did another nice, like, uh, gender, like, okay, here's the bikini bass. And actually, it was it was Harry who who brought them in there. Yep, from his you had volleyball Harry Paris. team uh, uh, right. program. Right. Stupid, because he's got the fantasies of, like, a, a 16-year-old boy who's only ever seen the Playboy channel. Yep. He doesn't know what real porn is, so it's just like, uh, the swimsuit issue. hmm Yep. But it, it, it was nice, because he and Paris are there, and Paris wasn't the one bringing in the scantily Being clad women a for a change. Yeah. It, it was Harry, yep. which is still not great, but at least it's, you know, at least they're spreading it around a little. But then Belana comes in, and she's got this, like, beefcake dude in a Speedo. So it's like, okay, I'll call it tra- a cocksock, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that's about right. One of the red hot chili peppers. It's maybe. a great fucking like, can we just, I want to, I want to talk about this fucking bathing suit. You want to talk about this cocksock. This cocksock. Okay. It's cut fucking, like, it's not just that it's a skimpy, like, speedo thing. It actually has like, uh, like little lines cut out of it to really enhance the ball area. Well, it's got to look futury, Matt. In the future, balls will be way more. Uh... Well, it's like that Brian Posehn uh, sketch where he's like, you know, we do women wear clothes to sort of enhance their cleavage. What if men wore underwear to enhance their balls? I'm sure. There's a little bit of dick neck. <clears throat> oh, that's pleasant. <laughs> I, I guess we can be thankful that Neelix wasn't wearing that. <laughs> oh, my dick neck. But, I mean, okay, so it's still stupid and trashy, but at least she's doing it, too, mm-hmm. was my point. Yeah. At least you got your Pamela Anderson, but you also got your David Hasselhoff. Yeah, I I like that fucking uh, Bolana as the woman in the room wasn't just being all like, oh, you men. No. I hate she's that like, oh, shit this... so much. She's like, oh, this is what we're doing? All yeah, right. fucking A. Well, you're not going to you're not going to have all the fun. Yeah. Um, where's my I mean, uh where's my uh naked massage man like i still don't think it's fun mm-hmm. i still think it's tv's idea of what sex is yep. particularly well, star trek's yeah, terrible yeah. idea of what sex is yep but on the other hand you know at least it wasn't just like dudes looking at bikini chicks there was more to it than that mm-hmm. so that's something uh anything else uh let me just take a look at my notes here you mentioned that they go on shore leave again spanks mm-hmm. I feel like the reason for that is that their shore leave keeps keeps getting canceled by people almost dying. It's like, okay, yes. we're going to call that last shore leave a mulligan and find a better planet. They're never going to get home. No, they never are. Yeah. Um, this episode once again had aliens with an abundance of nostrils. Yeah, and also bad hats or possibly hair. Yep. As as that guy who wrote in said, you know, more lettuce heads. Like we're in we're in the lettuce sector, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's a weird choice. I don't know. Um, the, the makeup guys are really stuck on, let's stop putting bumps on their heads and let's put weird, like, hair growths. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, uh, Evil Dictator's Castle. I kept expecting C-3PO and R2-D2 to approach. It wasn't really, it wasn't that seedy is the thing. It felt more, I don't know what it reminded me of. If I told you half the things I'd heard about Evil Cass, you'd probably short circuit. <laughs> Hey, you, you, hey, Jabba, Nobada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I. It's have. Using a Vulcan mind trick on you. <laughs> Anything else from you? No, I think we can go. I did not pick a quote because we have now established that precedent, and uh, I didn't find anything particularly quotable here. Uh, I did. Okay, if what do you got? If you look at your notes, uh, I yeah, found I see that. quote. All right, you know what? I will let you pick my quote. How about that? There's a scene towards the end of the episode where um, uh, fucking uh, Evil Kess is, her power is slipping. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the Voyager keeps attacking and, like, Kess is fighting back. And she's, like, at the end of a, of a rope, basically. And she goes into full-on ham mode. It's wonderful. As you can see, I'm in full command of my faculties. This momentary lapse will pass and I'll be stronger than ever. Yeah, again, if the whole episode had been that, mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it more. 
instead of trying to get us to care about these guys, yep. they just said, fuck it, this is how it is this week, then that would have been all right. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Okay, so next week, Brian will be joining us for the next Q episode, which I remember is terrible. Oh, yeah. So Good. keeping up that uh, trend of season three, just like, have, have really, honestly, like, this is my personal opinion, but do you concur? Have you seen a good season three episode? Um, I would have to look at a list. Um, but can you remember the last good episode we did? No, the last good episode that we did that I remember is robot episode. <laughs> that was in season two. Fuck. So, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Oh, our live show is coming up soon. Indeed it is. Um, and again, I wish I had the date in front of me and I don't. I believe it, it's, it's the Friday, right? Yeah, it is April 8th. Okay, April 8th. Friday, April 8th at the Pocket Theater in Seattle at, I believe, 5.30. Mm -hmm. Information is at postatomichorror.com. If you're in town, it's the same weekend as the Emerald City Comic Con. However, it is late in the day. So, like, you could could hit the con for the whole day and still be out to the pocket by the time to see us. Mm -hmm. So, it's not really conflicting because it's, it's like, at 5.30 in the afternoon. So, come check us out. It's going to be great. Uh, Yeah, and if you... shows have been great, so... Yeah, and and we're actually going like taking our whole gang who's in town for the con like uh, uh, to dinner. Uh, not not paying for it, mind you. No, bring your own Just money. Want to be clear, but if you are a listener, if you want to hang out with us, come come have some dinner with us. Yeah, that would that would be all right. Yeah, you you are invited. Um. Oh, the the fundraiser is still going on. The link is at postatomicorder.com. Also, uh, that is a thing that will help us pay to uh, market our show to people who yes. are in town to get more listeners to listen to us suffer through Voyager. So, if you could maybe drop a couple bucks, we we would appreciate it. Yes, please do. Uh, Give us your money. Yes, do that, but in a friendly uh, way. I'm not threatening you. No, no, of course not. Uh, now, Matt, say the thing that makes us stop. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2016. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this.